0: Welcome to the Wellstack podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Rosick, the director of Wellstack Content Solutions. In this episode, I'm joined by my good friend, Ryan George, CMO of DocuPace, the company that goes beyond just document management, but is truly dedicated to increasing efficiency and productivity. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me.
1: This is the best conversation I'm going to have today. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to Shannon.
0: Just today? Man, I feel
1: like this is long overdue for us. Hey, I, I have lots of fun talks, lots of fun talks.
0: <laughs> well, sounds good. But before we really dissect why 2023 is going to be the year of advisor productivity, you know what's coming first. So welcome to segment one. Stats all, folks. Ryan, I want to talk about 100 percent. Docupace actually recently put out a, a white paper and a really catchy ad that caught my eye that said operational performance mistakes are 100 percent addressable. Is that true? Or is this like an anchorman thing where it's, you know, they've done studies, you know, 60 percent of the time it works every time?
1: Man, right out of the gate with the tough questions. I thought we were friends. <laughs> no, maybe we should hire Brian, Brian Fontana as a DocuPace spokesperson. No, seriously, <laughs> uh, the statistic is correct. It is simply because it's not from an academic research paper. It's not from a study. It's just human nature. Did you know that nearly a quarter of all client accounts result in Nigos, not in Google, not in good order? Well, I just like to call them rejects. So people call them Nigos. I call them rejects. But they, um, they already complex process, even lengthier. Um, most common reasons are missing paperwork, investment specific customer data is missing, which is human. Missing customer identification program, which is human. Um, so the documents platform really helps alleviate these manual errors and offers you know autofill processes required for some data validation. So how about I, can I hit you with a stat, Shannon? Please. 75%. 75% using system-like documents can reduce the number of pages a new client gets to 75% and, and it saves trees.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. And especially in today's day and age, that's what folks want to hear. <laughs> So, I mean, you guys were, DocuPaste, too, was really, the, you guys were early in the space for this, too. And so, you know, you really have a handle and have seen this
1: this side of the business really progress, right? Yes. We celebrated our 20th anniversary last year, and we've been able to take a platform which was just really a document storage device and add on workflows, add on new account opening, advisor transitions, add on different capabilities over the years.
0: And as much as I, I love the Kitsy's FinTech map, you know, you guys get kind of pigeonholed into that document management thing where I feel like... Obviously, you're so much more than that now.
1: So much more. Yes, it's hard. to. I mean, I like to say there is no box you can put us in, but I do think the the kitchen's Map helps sort of people figure out what bucket they go in. I would say we're sort of an operations, um, digital operations service platform.
0: I think that's fair as well. So throwing it back at you with one more stat. Uh, I saw an industry survey that advisors spend less than 20% of their working hours on client meetings, and the rest was still spent on administrative tasks, which you know many could be handled by better back office techs and automated workflows. Talk about a productivity killer. Why the big gap?
1: Well, before I answer, I must confess. I'm rather ADD, so I have no room to criticize anybody about how productivity, productivity, <laughs> they, they're productivity. But I've now seen several advisor surveys that say very similar thing, similar things, and I think there's really two main reasons for the gap. First, we can all be better at delegating, whether it's to other staff or technology. We just seem to continue doing things ourselves because we've done them ourselves, even though the task, you know, may or should go somewhere else. Second, I think things are moving so fast. Who has the time to sit down and think about? the process improvement that they need to make with themselves and with their firm. Well, you know, I've got news for you. You better do it because business is only going to move faster. So it's only the problems only going to get worse. Um, there was a quote I came across recently from Peter Drucker, who's you know, a famous GM consultant, says there's nothing so useless as doing efficiently that which should not be done at all. And I sort of think of that. Advisors can take that to heart in terms of what am I doing today that maybe somebody else should be doing themselves?
0: Ooh, getting philosophical on me. I like it. <laughs> Well, I thank you for that point. And so now I want to dive into really the, the meat of the conversation. So moving on from stats, you know, uh, DocuPaste really came out strong early this year in 2023, announcing the rollout of the new RAA productivity toolkit. Obviously, you can see the theme here of productivity. So congratulations on that. But I'm actually really curious because that's a pretty significant strategic shift for DocuPace since your roots are really based in working with, you know, mid to large size IBDs. Why was now the time to get into the RA channel?
1: Well, you're exactly right. So DocuPase has historically worked with larger enterprises, mostly IBDs, um, but why should they have all the fun? So in all seriousness, the RA, the RA market is really maturing so fast and so are their needs. So in the past, an RA would you know, rely on a combination of custodial technology like uh, TD Ameritrade's like VAIO system, VAIO platform, um, and a collection of what we call point solutions. So these are technologies that do essentially one thing or cover one area, but don't really connect with the others. Um, I think today, really, to, for to be a successful RA firm, um, the productivity suite really is built to be cost-effective and empower the RA firms to reduce operational cost, uh, improve efficiency or productivity, attract top-tier talent, strengthen recruiting, and enhance the client experience. So all that all that bundled up into a single pack package that we call the productivity suite. So it's streamlined new account opening, simplified new account um, client onboarding robust workflow, status dashboard for work items, forms library, and then mostly the CRM integrations with Redtail, Salesforce, uh, Wealthbacks, Practify. And what it really is is giving the power of a really enterprise tool and the connectivity with enterprise tool in the hands of, you know, even smaller RAAs that that may have a you know handful of people within their shop.
0: And what has been the reception so far of it?
1: So it's been great. Um, you know, these, it's a busy time of year. So, you know, we have, um, I'm, as a marketer, I'm proud to say that we have an increasing trend uh, in our inbound leads and people demo requests from all, all sorts of the, the different types, from banks, trust companies to RAs and IBDs as well. So um, you know, we're staying rather busy over here.
0: Oh, I can imagine. And what's the major pain point you're seeing? Are advisors and RAs just looking for that, that all-in-one to say, hey, I need to stop this swivel chair effect. Can you just help me streamline? Especially because back office technology in particular, like that's table stakes now, right?
1: That's exactly that. I think the, the pain points tie into um, how does data get transferred between systems? So you have a robust API system with integrations. The second one would be, you know, you don't want to log into multiple systems because you want things to move fast. You definitely don't want a client to log into multiple systems. So no. that's one of the things that we're really trying to solve for, um, you know, touch it once mentality, or I don't have to touch it at all. I'm
0: totally stealing that touch it once mentality That. Needs to go on a T-shirt, but <laughs> I digress. And as a, you know, when we started this conversation, I was making the bold claim that 2023 is really going to be the year of advisor productivity, and they really need to find ways to continue to be profitable and scale because the markets aren't offering a ton of growth right now. But you know, why are RA's continuing to struggle when it comes to ultimately managing their
1: operational workflows? What are you seeing? I think that's just it. I think so. For many years, markets were rising, um, and it really sort of masked operational challenges that RA may be having because, you know, everything just goes up and you throw on top of that, the rapid pace of MA. So I think Echelon released their report recently and said 340 RA transactions, 340 in 2022 alone. That's the 10th straight year of record volume. So wow. for the 10 years, it's just gone record after record, record after record. And so we've had RAs come to us, you know, go through a full evaluation process and say, yep, we need you. For sure, but just don't have the time for it now. And I think that this in this year of productivity, which I'm gonna still that put that on a t-shirt, they'll be taking uh, you know another look at how to scale their operations. And I think you know if they don't, I could tell you that their competition is
0: absolutely. And I know you and I have joked about this before in side conversations, but I want to unpack the word scale because that goes obviously hand in hand with dun, productivity. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but as a fellow marketer, you know I know I've used that term a lot, but what the heck does it actually mean? And
1: how is technology helping? Do you mean we're actually supposed to know the meaning of the words we use? I, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I was told there'd be no math. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> math to is me, hard. Uh, scale isn't about just, you know, more output with the same or even fewer resources. It's more than that. So scale is doing a hundred times, a thousand times the output with the same or fewer resources. Then on top of that, scale allows businesses to do um, do so with fewer mistakes Less disruptions, less outages, etc. So, you know, here's an example of what I mean. So, if an advisory business is built, to, you know, properly built to scale, uh, it could purchase a retiring book of business from an advisor with, say, a thousand clients, uh, onboard those clients through e-signature and automatically enroll them in the firm's service matrix, like without a hitch. Uh, and to do so, firms would need to use tools like uh, have a robust CRM, a digital client d- gathering. Client data gathering tool like Precise FP, a portfolio trading system like Investnet or Orion, and then you know the DocuBase platform to connect them all. So that's what—that's how I frame scale. How do you think? What do you think of my definition?
0: I thought you said you didn't know what it meant because that sounds pretty darn good to me. <laughs> it's almost like we know what we're doing. Who knew? A <laughs> little bit. A little bit.
1: <laughs> don't don't tell them that the, the jig will be up.
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. You know, and, and just last question around uh, DocuPace in general, uh, you know, outside of the productivity uh, toolkit, you know, what can we expect um, from DocuPace throughout the year and what's on the roadmap?
1: That's great to hear. So one of the things is, um, you know, it's all about integration. So uh, we're working on building, um, about to release some new um, deep integrations, maintenance integrations with large clearinghouses like Fidelity and Pershing that will allow a firm to connect to the Custodian and update maintenance items on the account without having to leave the system, which is great. They're also looking at other uh, solutions that we can partner with. So I'll throw out one that's a good friend of ours, like Asset Map. So how can a financial planning tool like Asset Map? How can we partner together with PreciseFP, DocuBase, and Asset Map to really create that streamlined process that can connect to whichever custodian the firm might be using?
0: Awesome. Well, that's great to hear, and it sounds like we need to start a t-shirt company because I also heard you say it's all about integration another zinger. So I'm I'm just everything. Hashtag (laughs) exactly. Let's overwhelm Twitter. Well, I appreciate your, your insights on, on this segment, Ryan. Um, but now it's time for segment two of this ep- episode of Ask Us Anything. So gone out to the social universe, ask them to submit questions that they want answered by you, the expert, and they have delivered yet again. So I actually had a social media user DM me, and we don't call out anyone who actually messaged us. I don't want to put them on blast on the podcast, but slide into the DMs. <laughs> right into the D slide into the DMs. <laughs> But they did ask, you know, what technology do you think is going to be most impactful this year for advisors? What should they be paying attention to?
1: Well, first, I'll recommend that they should read Informa's 2222 22 Wellstack study because it's all in there. Oh, love Same the list. plug. Um, you are correct. <laughs> but, but I think there's a pretty simple answer, actually. It's marketing and communications tools like FMG. So times are turbulent and uncertain. So clients need to hear from their advisors more and not just with market commentary, investment mumbo jumbo. They need to be checked in on. They need to see how they're doing. They also need someone, you know, like an advisor to show them that it's going to be okay. And those marketing and communications tools really make that easy and time efficient for an advisor. Also allow them to personalize it to the client on how the client needs. So what do you think of that?
0: Uh, I mean, I can't argue with any of that. And, you know, it's it's funny with our event coming up too, that, you know, March, MarTech essentially is becoming just a, such a hot topic and making it work and making it work for advisors. So I think folks will really appreciate that perspective. And we did have one more question because somebody obviously listened to one of your webinars, which have been phenomenal uh, throughout this oh, month month's masterclass. So <laughs> well, it's, it's been a great idea, but they they reached out and said, you know, Ryan's quote from Dave Waters really resonated. If a company isn't continuously improving, then it's slowly dying, which is incredibly morbid, but a reality check and true, right? At the end of the day. So their question they are hoping you could answer was, what are some steps REAs can take to make sure their tech is working for them?
1: Sure, well, that is a spooky quote. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think let's make it simple. So when I talk about steps, it's important to call out that they don't have to be big steps to be impactful for the firm. So an RA can slingshot themselves forward simply by defining its purpose and defining the roles and responsibilities of all members in the firm. So that way you can identify maybe roles that aren't covered or maybe roles that are misplaced or roles that are having you know duplicate coverage that you can you know re- re- um, redirect the resources somewhere else. So I think that's the first step. The second would be take back your time, block out your calendar. So I block my calendar out on Thursdays and Fridays each week. I only take you know, special meetings with special people. That's my choice on Thursdays and Fridays. So I get the time to do all the work I need to do without the week. So, you know, you can accept them, but it's your choice on those days. So uh, the second part would be when you set a recurring meeting, like a team meeting, don't set it further than three months. That way you don't fall into just the habit of having the meeting that you have to, you know, make sure that something important. And then the last thing specific to sort of technology is to take stock of your tech stack. So do an audit of all the tools you pay for all the things you subscribe to, Uh, And when you have it, here's eight questions I think you should ask. First is, is this technology a critical driver of my firm's success? Yes or no. Maybe so. Does this technology have an internal champion or SME at the firm? So who owns it? Who's the expert using it? Is this technology connected to other systems or platforms of the firm? If it stands alone, it's like the cheese. stands alone. It's going to have to go. Um, Does the technology improve workflow and create efficiencies? Uh, Is it part of the year productivity? Um, Do you have any metrics to determine if you're getting value from the technology? So is it making you faster? Uh, Is there any way to measure that this is actually helping you? Three more, real quick. Does this tech improve the client experience? Do all team members agree? So the buyers plus the users on the value the tech provides. And lastly, do the people behind the technology, i.e. the providers, understand your business? So I think that's a key part because as they continue to innovate and build on their technology, if they don't understand your business, they're going to be building in one direction while your business is heading in another.
0: Well, I'm not going to lie. You you mentioned that reoccurring meetings every three months. I felt that in my soul because you know, how many meetings do we get that are planned out for the year? And then you're just having them to have them. I think that's such an like efficiency and productivity time suck. I think about all the times, you know, I'm trying to get something done and you're working through something or try to evaluate, you know, important questions like that around your tech stack and boom, you're sucked into something and your your train of thoughts are broken. So like I said, yeah, I felt I that in my soul. <laughs> so behind
1: a content review, I reviewed, th- I got here early and reviewed 31, 31- blog entries this morning um i never want to do that again you got to get your time back
0: oh man we should have started with that stat like (laughs) 31 so okay so how did you how did you get through that in terms of efficiency and productivity
1: (laughs) um i turned off my slack turned off my email and just went through it because i knew i had to get it done because i'm about to start traveling for work for quite some time i knew if i didn't get it done today the door closed
0: Ah, good point. Yes, the conference circuit is upon us. So hopefully I'll, I'll catch you out on the road, obviously.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: <laughs> I, I know as I was realizing, as I was starting to book like my podcast guests and everything, I'm like, ooh, I have a window here because it is about to pick up.
1: <laughs> well, then there'll be a break and then everybody will have, you know, 10 events in four weeks like they did last fall. Um... <laughs>
0: Got to love this industry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I do appreciate you being put on the spot and um, uh, answering those those questions that came from social media. So thank you very much. And of so we've come to our final and you know, I've been saying in my last couple episodes, what might be my favorite segment while everything else is, is extremely important in the conversation, stack it or whack it. I mean... <laughs> Gotta love it, right? So this is the part where I'm going to throw out a few technologies, not necessarily wealth tech related, because I always like to end on a fun note and you tell me if they are worth the hype. So essentially stack it or whack it. So (laughs) that's right. We need, yeah, we need some sound effects in here when we edit this thing. (laughs) There we go. Clip that. Love it. All right. So technology number one. Automated security camera that flies between each room and your home ring actually dropped this at uh, CES this year and it's called the ring always home cam intrusive, a liability for kids, or will this take off? No pun intended. Or, you
1: know, for folks who love surveillance, like my father, is this a win? <laughs> Man, my family has three Siamese kitties, a toddler and a sheepadoodle. doodle. I'm just cringing at the chaos that that thing would bring to my house. Um, but I've got some tough news for the listeners. Your stuff's not that valuable. If it was, you'd hire a security guard to do it. Whack it. <laughs> so
0: unnecessarily d- camera drones flying around your house. Yes. and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Love it. So, well, now that you've listed off, you know, having animals, having a toddler. I'm assuming that you have a yard. So my next technology was around robot lawnmowers. Are we killing nostalgia? You know, I grew up riding tractors and learned how to drive on the drive that way. So, you know, being more efficient so we can be more productive. Let's see how I'm looping it all back to productivity theme. Or could this be
1: like the next horror movie on Netflix? (laughs) So I have a qualifying question. Okay. Do the robots turn into other cool things like transformers do?
0: I mean, the ones I've seen, not yet, but I'm sure we're on our way. Like, so we could have I, a bumblebee type. Uh, okay, so I'm losing that. interest.
1: But um, so, you know, I had the same family mowing my lawn for a decade, not because I'm rich, but because I'm lazy. And, you know, i will take them work. over the robots any day. So whack it.
0: Whack it. All right. Whacking the robot lawnmowers. Love it. Ryan, I appreciate you indulging me today. And it's always just a blast getting to speak with you. Um and I do want to shout out just the awesome series of roundtable discussions you've been hosting. Thank you. So if, if folks haven't haven't tuned tune in yet, um, you know, tell them where they can they can listen to it and where they can also learn more about all things DocuPace and what you guys have coming up.
1: Sure. Me and my friends hang out at docupace.com. That's D-O-C-U-P-A-C-E.com. We, um, I did have the crazy idea of doing six live round ta- webinar roundtables in the month of January. I hope my, for my wife's sake, she's hoping I don't repeat that this next year. don't make it a thing, um, but uh, they're all available under resources, webinars. We had some great conversations with some great people on technology, compliance, growth, um, RAA megatrends, and everything under the sun so it's it was been, it's been a great time we've had a lot of good uh, content
0: awesome and, and uh will you be headed to any events anytime soon where folks can see you guys in person
1: i am so next event i think i'll be at is uh orion's conference and then i think t3 after that um you and there. then you know who knows um who knows what's after that so if don't <laughs> event maybe Wealth well I mean, stack. Well stack what's what's that um hey so for free passes use the code Shannon, no, I'm just
0: Shannon, uh, promise passes. Yeah, Shannon, <laughs> promise me passes. No,
1: um, hopefully I'll see you at West Welstack as well.
0: All right, fantastic. Well, you heard it here, folks. Be sure to tune into all things Docupace on their website. Check out their awesome roundtable discussions and catch them on the road. But if you are looking to stay ahead of the technology status quo, don't miss our Stack event, part of Wealth Management Edge, May 21st or 24th in Hollywood, Florida. I'll be there. All the tech influencers, innovators, decision makers will be there, and we'd love to see you all there. So thank you so much, and thanks for listening.